What's up, everybody? We are back again uh, recording after giving our instant trade reactions. We're back again, and this time we're talking about just one team. They weren't too busy at the trade deadline, but they're having a big year, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we are joined by Timberwolves fan Owen Hawhey to, to talk about the Minnesota boys. Owen, how much are you loving what you're seeing from your Timberwolves this season? It's been great. It's been great. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, as a Timberwolves fan, it's it, I became a Timberwolves fan in, in 2017 around the the Butler the Butler trade. And oh, okay. It, it's things got th- things were good, but obviously that fell apart. And life as a Timberwolves fan generally is 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 painful. It's um, <laughs> things are hard, but we're never really good at all. And um, but 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 this season. We've seen a change. We have this, uh, we have this young guy named Anthony Edwards who's who's really um who's really come on. He he's he he's he showed flashes in in his um his rookie year, but um he's really come along in, in efficiency and in scoring. And um, the whole Minnesota fan base has really rallied around him. He's been he's been fantastic. We made some um we've acquired some new guys. We've got we've got um some defenders in Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, um and Defense has always been the problem, as, as you guys would probably know, especially on a team with D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. But we've surrounded those guys with some defenders and we've been able to um, kind of defend well this year. And that's really we've – all, we've always been able to put the ball in the basket. But stopping the other team from putting it in ours has always been our problem. But this year, now that we're defending a little bit better, um, a lot better, um, it's really fueled us to, to push for a um, – uh, push for the playoffs yeah, yeah I, I think awesome. go, 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 yeah go. I, I wanted to say like you know when, when we're thinking Timberwolves and as I'm canvassing the league and just trying to think of the biggest changes from team to team I think the identity has been so impressive to see how you guys have created a real defensive system there now, there's, there's definitely issues um and interesting I've, I've noticed that I wonder if you you've seen this too D'Angelo Russell for all his issues yep. in terms of defense throughout the years, he's really been like kind of like a, a quarterback, a defensive quarterback there yep. in Minnesota. Um, is, has it surprised you, not just from D'Lo, but um, from these other guys, even in flashes, Edwards, how good they've been defensively? Like, yeah. did you even see that coming? Wow. Yeah, 100%. You, you know ball. You know ball. Um, not a lot of people have recognized that. Like, like um, most people aren't watching the Timberwolves that often. But if you are, you'll see that um, D'Angelo Rosso has kind of been become like a, a vocal leader on defense. Yeah. Almost like strangely in a way, like how um, Draymond Green does. Yeah, yeah. He kind of vocally leads them and he's kind of a defensive leader. He's pointing guys around. He's telling people where to go. And um, he's, he kind of uses, he's always had good game IQ, but he's really using that kind of IQ of the game to kind of um, dictate where people for, for, to where to go. And and um, him, him himself kind of, He's not great on ball. He's kind of kind of got slow feet. He's kind of slow, but off ball and um, in terms of kind of vocally, he's um, he's really helped this team um, defensively. And, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, but the, the biggest thing for me is, is Patrick Beverly in terms of just energy and culture. Um, obviously, obviously, D'Angelo Russell has helped with them. Um, just him coming along as like a defensive leader in that way. But in terms of identity. And chemistry, and um, and kind of how we kind of have that fight and, and, and on defense that we never really did. 
I put that down to Patrick Beverly. Um, he's just become a cult hero in in the Minnesota in among Minnesota fans, and um, we're really ha- happy to have him. And, and we got him for a steal. We we got him like we we stole him. Um, we got I think it was Jared Culver and um, I think it was Jared Culver and like a second or something to to, to, to Memphis, and um, he's really helped us. Yeah, that, that's what Patrick Beverly does, though, isn't it? That, that's that's what he's all about, becoming that cult hero, giving, yeah. that, giving that energy, giving that drive on the defensive yeah. end. You, you hate to play against him. You hate to play against him, but you love to have him. Yeah, that's the thing. He's the ultimate, like, every other fan in the world just despises him. But if he's on your team, you're, you're, you're going to love him the bits. That's always been his way, and he lo- he loves being that guy so, so much. It's uh, I've always hated him, but I, I, I kind of have to respect it at the same time. You guys see a subtweet? Uh, I think it was last night yeah, about Russell amazing. Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It makes me so happy. Uh, uh, I mean, speaking of, uh, you guys have a lot of of cult heroes. J Mac and Vando too have been. Let's stick on defense here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think Timberwolves defense, I, I do think about Pat Bev, but I also think about those two guys. Um, they've been tremendous on the defensive end. They're honestly downright scary at times. So rangy and how long and how they can really just disrupt things on a defensive end. Um, I, I'm curious if going into the off season, you know, if, if you saw the move for, for Pat Bev, that seems pretty obvious your defense to get better, but the development from those two guys, did you expect that at all? Well, I, I, um, we saw flashes from Vanderbilt. McDaniels as a rookie. He, he was always kind of a good defender, which is rare for rookies, but he, he does have the natural kind of body for it. He's a long, like long arms. He's lengthy and he's got, Quick feet for someone that tall. He's 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 six ten and he's skinny, but he's really good at moving his feet, which is rare for someone that big. Um, he's kind of one of those long, rangy, not like ranges, but like long, um, kind of defenders who can cover ground and, and stick with guys, and also kind of recover and help with like weak uh, with like weak side shot blocks. Um, but, he reminds me of like a Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, similar in terms of like um. He, he he he's skinny, but he's good. He, he's good at blocking shots, like like um, with health defense in that way. But Jared Vanderbilt, he has been incredible. He's kind of been the anchor for this team. He's he just puts out so many fires defensively. He's, he's he flies around. Like I said, another like long, lengthy athlete who can move around. He's a phenomenal defender. For me, I think a, a, a kind of a, a dark horse for for an all for all defense show. I think. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, he he's um he's like almost I won't say single handedly, but since he's been kind of inserted in and, and playing like above twenty five minutes a game, uh, he's been absolutely incredible. The energy he brings again, he 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 gets um so many offensive rebounds, getting so many extra possessions. So many times you watch, you watch, you tune into a Timberwolves game. He's grabbing offensive board and chucking it into the corner for an, for a, a, a corner three for Malik Beasley or D'Angelo Russell, you know. And um, and he's and he's just an incredible defender. And him and McDaniel's kind of just like I said, they're they're athletic, they're long, and they move around so well on the wings. You put you probably put McDaniel's on like the opposing team's best perimeter player, or maybe Pat Bev, but um, they've been able to like quiet down guys and also just whenever somebody else gets exposed that they, they can kind of recover and help and um, the guys who, who are weaker. Yeah. I think I know there was a point in the season. I'm not sure if they're still up there now about, I think it was about a month or so ago where the lineup of Beverly Vanderbilt, Edwards, Cat, and D'Lo 
was yeah. the number one defensive uh, yeah. defensive team in, in in the league. So they're, yeah. they're showing how much they're they're able to grow. I mean, big picture, they're not they're not quite up there yet. They've still got a ways to go to really be a top defensive team. But they're showing signs that no one no one saw coming, and it, it all comes back to, to Coach Finch. I think he's a guy that that all the players seem to really like. They're all buying into his system and. Uh, and it's really coming up chunks for them. I mean, you look at them now. They're 29 and 26. They're seventh in the West. They're only a game and a half back on, on the sixth-place Nuggets. So they can they can definitely catch them and, and make a push to try and avoid this uh, this playing tournament. And I think if you told uh, Timberwolves fans at the start of the year that they'd be uh, they'd be a few games clear of both the Clippers and the Lakers, I think they uh, I think they would have taken that. Then Absolutely. W- 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 without a doubt. I mean... Obviously, you guys kind of had in 17-18, kind of similar to the Knicks, you had that little year where you made it to the playoffs and then you went right back to just being that miserable disappointment that is uh, that makes it makes it hard to be a fan. But you, you, you guys are, are looking good now this year to really make a, make a push for, for the playoffs. And you think this team is definitely capable of a playoff push and you think it's kind of critical this year that they actually get into the playoffs after making such a positive start uh, obviously heading into the all-star game yeah i think it is critical i mean it is kind of annoying that that um like usually before the playing system was added i'd be delighted with a seven seed but mm-hmm. these days with the seven seed you have to go on the playing tournament and even if you get out of that your reward is is matching up with the sons of the warriors you know what i mean so we really would be we really will be looking to get in the top six. Um, and we're only, like I said, we're only game and a half behind the Nuggets right now. And um, I th- I just think that's better because I think just being six or five, I think we just match up better with, with Memphis or um, I think it's Utah. We, I, we, we match up great with those. Um, and especially Utah, because whenever we play, like they're forced to either put Rudy on Cat and Cat would just space out to, to, the, to the perimeter, oh, yeah. leave the paint open. And it just exposed him and we would always play well or they would be forced to put a put it put a small guy on cap which is another kind of disaster a mismatch for him so i think we match up well but that that um that lineup you were saying um that was that was the that was the number one defense that was actually the number one offense um for a while in in, um, in two mm-hmm. it actually had a net rating of um plus 50 which is insane that's insane <laughs> it was it was i think it was 130 offensive rating to like a like an 80, like an 85 or something, de- like defensive rating. It was absolutely insane. Um, and like, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. If you told me before the season, I, I don't think we have a top 10 defense now. I think it we've, it's slipped. I, obviously last night we lost Sacramento. We, we lost by like, they, they scored 135 on us last night, which is, which is annoying. Usually we're, we're, we're good defensively, but Sabonis just got off the plane and, and, and he, and he, and he kind of cooked us. But usually we, we, uh, during the season, we've been a top ten defense. Um, I just checked it there before before we got on. We're we're fourteenth, but still being in the top half, or and for most of the season, for most of the season, being a top ten defense, it's um. If you told me that before the season, I would have, I, I I wouldn't have believed you, you know. And and that's and that's the the real thing for this team this season. It's been the the guys we've added. It's been Chris Finch's um, kind of revamped the defensive system, where um what he's done is that um, Cal plays at the at the level of the screen in, in, in the pick and roll defense kind of using his his, his kind of quick feet and better um, like he's got good post he's got quick feet in the post on offense and, and he can move his feet um, he's kind of underrated at moving his feet 
And um, so he, he that system's really helped Cat. And um, also it just it, it relies on health defense, which obviously, like I've said, I've, I've spoken, I've spoken wonders about Vando and um, Jaden McDaniels. So this system's really he, he's really um, shook on something really good here. He struck gold yeah. with this system. It works really well with the personnel we have. And um and, and when the offense offense is clicking, when Ant is clicking, um, I think we really can upset um one of those teams that we might match up with in, in the playoffs, maybe the three six or the four five matchup. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. Um, and I think the the one thing keeping your defense down, I don't know if you noticed this, but it feels like so often they have great defensive possessions, especially in the half court. Um, and this is a really interesting thing. I don't know if you guys follow thinking basketball, but as of last month, they were a top three defense um, in the half court. And they are the second worst defense after a, an offensive rebound. So anytime that there's yeah. a second chance, anytime they're in the open court, their defense really falls apart. But when they're set, when they are focused, it seems like they, they are really, really good. So it's, it's, it's a weird intangible kind of thing where when the possession ends and if they can't get the defensive rebound, it's like in chaos, they can't really figure it out. And I wonder if that's just something that over time they'll get better with um, because they're still pretty young and they're still finally getting into this identity as a good defense. But because I absolutely think you're right, like in terms of those matchups, I I love that you mentioned that about the jazz, like cats a mismatch nightmare. And Anthony Edwards is a mismatch nightmare. Delo is a really smart player. Like offensively, like there's a lot that you guys can do. Defensive, um, offensively rather, and defensively, if the focus is just there, um, I wonder what it takes to get there. But that's, I think, the missing piece here to consistently do it into the postseason. It's what it's one of the most frustrating things with this team. You 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 watch them and they defend so well. They defend so well for 20, 21 seconds. Yeah, and they somebody just grabs a board and dunks it, and it's just you works so hard and um, it's all just put to waste but a lot of people blame that on cat because he could be maybe he could be averaging more rebounds he i think he's still averaging under 10 rebounds which is not good for a center but um i think what happens is this team is is really good in um in transition and we get out and run especially anti edwards he's one of the best transition players in the nba i believe um he's so fast but he's also so big and strong and he gets so many points in transition on the fast break, but people just get out and run, and um, we, and they, they just don't crash. In the, sorry, the, the opposing team crashes the boards, and uh, we, we can't keep them out, really. It's kind of nuts to think of right now that the, the Timberwolves, obviously, it, on one hand, it's kind of normal to think of, given how the lack of success that they've had basically since, what, 2004, when they, when they went to the Western Conference Finals, but... Right now, their big three is made up of two former number one picks in Carol Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and one number two pick in, in D'Angelo Russell. So there's definitely like there's a serious amount of talent here. And, and it's kind of funny that these guys have come together and they look like they're really ready to to build something here in Minnesota. And one thing I will ask is, do you think this this team built around Towns, Edwards, and D'Lo can become a contender uh, consistently? That really depends on um, that really depends on Ant's ceiling, I think. Um, obviously, he's the, the insane thing about Ant is he was young for his draft. Right now, he's only he's only he's still only 20. Um, 
he's he's and he's young 22 i think he's i was, I was just checking before he's he's 20 and he's 20 and 189 days so he's, he's not even 21 nearly 21 yet so he'll only be 21 he'll be 21 starting the next season which is still kind of scary it, thing it, it, it is it is scary considering how like um there's, there's guys in college who, who, who are older than him, you know, and, and um, there's guys in the next draft who are older than him. But um, this guy, uh, it, it, depends, it depends on his ceiling. He, he obviously in the first season, he was inefficient. He put up a lot of points, but he was inefficient on a losing team. And this year, his efficiency has stepped up a lot more, especially his, his three ball. That was, that was kind of the biggest concern for us because he, he could always kind of finish really well. He did innate skill, innate footwork when, when finishing. But... Um, his three balls come along a lot. He right now he's shooting um, 36% on on almost nine threes a game, which is which is really good. That's crazy volume yeah. for that many attempts. Yeah, like I, there's only I I checked before. There's only four guys um who, who, who shooting a better percentage um on that many attempts. I think it's like Buddy Hield, Steph Curry, and I, I can't believe I believe Van Vliet. Yeah, Van Vliet. Yeah. Um, and like I said, for a 20 year old, it, it's just insane. Like I think he's gonna be. Uh, a premier talent in the league, and a, like an incredible score, really. Um, now that his tree ball has come on, like he was compared to guys like Dwayne Wade, and, and obviously that's that's a that's um tough um shoes to fill. But if his tree ball, st- it, 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 it's only his second season, and if his tree ball continues this rapid improvement, it's 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 seen. It's I think it's really scary what, what he can be. Like um, I, I was talking to this this uh, a Wolves fan um, the other day, and he was saying. Would you would you trade Ant for for Dame? And I said no. And I, honestly, I said no because I, we've seen Dame's kind of seem looking to decline, looking like he's started to decline this year. And and I really am a huge believer in his ceiling. And um, yeah, Anthony Edwards' ceiling is is what is what will, is what will carry this team into if they eventually become a contender. That that's an interesting question. It's, it's quite. I, I love it, those. It was tough. Those questions, it was tough. Right? Yeah. I thought about it, but I I, I came with the answer of Ant. So a healthy. How about a, a healthy? And I think the the caveat to that is right now we haven't really seen Dame healthy this entire season. But if we're talking Dame of last year, if if you ask that question with with Dame healthy right now, I don't know. Does that does that change your answer? I mean, obviously it would be great, like for for the Wolves competing, but. I think going forward, just having Anthony Edwards on your team is so valuable, so valuable. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I actually think that's more valuable than than Dame for two, like two, only one, maybe two years, two more years of him being the Dame we know. You know, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I think that represents a a big shift in terms of what the T Wolves trajectory is because before I think you would have said yes, not just because of Dame versus Edwards, but because of Cat. And I think you would have thought, you know, sure, Anthony Edwards is going to be a great player one day, but we got to give Cat a chance to win now while he's not thinking of leaving. But I think things have changed and been positive enough and Ant's been that good where it's funny that I think now it feels like Ant's team. That's what, that is what it's starting to feel like. Um, not just in the just the persona and the fan reactions to things. It feels like it's no longer Carl Anthony Towns team. It feels like it's becoming, you know, this is the Anthony Edwards team. Yeah, he's kind of become a leader in terms of maybe not he maybe not being like just 
talent-wise, the best player in the team. I still think Cat's the best player in the team, but in terms mm. of just um, vocally, um, he, he's always picking guys up. He's young, but he's always picking guys up. He's always, even after we lose, he's the, he's the vocal leader in the interviews. Um, he's always, you know, cheering guys up, this, that, the other. You know what I mean? He, he, uh, he's been a, gr- a great leader and led to this great chemistry we've seen um, in the locker room. Like, the locker room right now, part of the reason why, like I said, Timberwolves just stood pat in, in, at the trade deadline is you don't want to really mess with this chemistry when, when it's working so well. Um, and I, I think, uh, of course, Patrick Beverly is a great leader, defensive leader in the locker room, but um, even Kat, to, to, to extent, is a good leader. But um, Anthony Edwards um, has kind of become, he is only 20, but he actually has become a great leader. He's a good head on his shoulders. He's, he's, he's very talented, very talented, but... Um, he's the guy I hope comes to face of the league, man. I, I love I love me some Anthony Edwards. All the interviews, everything. He's got everything that you could want in a guy ready to really ascend to the top of the NBA. I mean, the personality-wise and then just on the court, he is a monster scorer. He's got all the capabilities for all the highlight plays and everything. His ambition is he wants to be the best player in the NBA, and I think – the NBA would be very, very happy if that came to fruition because he's definitely a guy that you can sell uh, sell to pretty much anyone with uh, with everything that he does on and off the court. Handles himself very well. Yeah, so yeah. like he's so likable. I mean, you guys are a little biased. He seems to have a he seems to love his uh, his Irish Irish fans yeah, out there. So true. <laughs> I love that little nugget. Um. But I, I do want to talk trade deadline at some point, but I want to stay on Edwards here. Um, and I do want to look back because I think I think one of our, if not our first episode, Ronan and I did, we were looking at rookies. Mm-hmm. And when we were projecting Anthony Edwards going to the Timberwolves, um, it, this didn't age well at all, but I couldn't help but see so many similarities between him and Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, those comps and then, Edwards, I prefer football comments and just how many times you just looked disengaged in Georgia. Like there's just so many red flags. And uh, do you, did you feel like you had that back then as you were approaching um, the draft? And if so, like how, I mean, do you feel like shocked at where you're at now with Edwards? Yeah, I had those concerns. I did have those concerns. People did say that that, that, that he was like, um, Kind of people in Wolves media said that that was taken out of context. The football one, I don't know about that. I, I haven't, I've never <laughs> looked at it, but um, he, he, he it was, it, it was true that um, he did have a lot of kind of red flags. Like I said, in Georgia, he, he, he didn't win in Georgia. He, um, his defense looked bad. Um, he, he did show off the monster athleticism and, and, and insane flashes of, of like superstar flashes, you, you know, the, the type that yeah. we see today, but. Of course, he did look disengaged. Like, you know, he'd, he'd kind of float around like, like, like we, see, we, we saw with them. With, with, uh, sorry, with Andrew Wiggins used to do. He'd kind of just float and not look engaged and not be aggressive. Um, and, and when he was, he, 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 he'd, uh, he'd chuck up really bad shots and just be really inefficient in college. And his first year in the NBA looked similar to that. He, like I said, he was inefficient. But um, in the second half of the season, he, he, he ramped it up. He improved. And, and this year, his efficiency has just stepped up, and that was the real concern for us Wolves fans. But uh, like I said, he's only twenty, and he's really and he's um he's 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 come along, and I, like I, I, I I'm I'm so happy to have him. Much prefer him to, to, to I much prefer him to uh, Andrew Wiggins, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, 
and staying on Wiggins for a sec, I don't like that people are doing this. And this is one of my least favorite things that happens in the NBA. You backtrack trades and then you you use transitive property to say, well, now look at that trade. That looks horrible. And a lot of people are doing that right now with uh, the D'Angelo Russell trade and saying, oh, well, look, Wiggins is an all-star. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? Not, like in two parts. One, Wiggins looking like a really, I mean, I don't think he's an all-star, but he's a really great functional piece of a legitimate championship contender and doing a lot of the things that you just wished he did in Minnesota. It, it must feel, I don't know, frustrating to, to see him make that change for another team, but not have done it when he was with his team in Minnesota. Yeah, that, that, that annoys me. It annoys me that he, that he um, was an all-star starter, especially when I was looking for, for Anthony Edwards to get an all-star shout. I know um, uh, it, with, with the injury replacement, I was looking, I was looking for, for Anthony to get it, but unfortunately he didn't. And, and Lamelo did, which is always hard because they, they're always compared. But no, yeah. it, it was, it was um, to take it back to your question, um, yeah, he, he, Andrew Wiggins, the, the fan base really disliked Andrew Wiggins when he was here. Um, we, we, we drafted him and, and we thought he would be the savior. Um, but, but, but he just, like I said, he had those mental kind of mental problems where he just, he just didn't look like he liked basketball. He didn't, didn't want to be there. It was kind of just treated as a job, you know? And, um, and people made the argument, look, like we're getting we're getting D'Angelo Russell and I, I thought I thought it was a win a win at the time and I still think we it, it, I probably argue it was a win win a rare win win trade both teams got mm-hmm. a good a good a good return out of it um but the thing that changed for for, for Andrew Wiggins was, was a culture thing maybe being in the culture of, of the of the uh, of, of of the Warriors but it, it's actually okay because we we've, we've got D'Angelo Russell now and we've kind of changed our culture. Our, our yeah. to, to be more positive. So uh, uh, it's annoying, but I, I would, I do think that that trade was um, a win-win. Both teams kind of got what they wanted out of it. So, you know, I don't mind really. Love that. Love that positivity out of a, out of a Timberwolves fan. That's what you love to hear. That's when you know things, things are going good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking all this positive, this positive talk and D'Lo, he's especially grown this year. He's always a guy that was a, kind of a score first sort of player, but now he's really, He's he's showing his uh his playmaking capabilities and he, and he's just accept he's accepting his role as more of a playmaker rather than a scorer and that's really helping helping uh Minnesota kick on here and that's that's another sign of a player buying into the coach's system and so it's all I think you're right I think I'd agree with you there it's it's kind of looking like a win win for everybody at the moment now it's just a question can the team go and kick on I mean you got your core still still young enough guys I mean what. Got Cat at twenty six, Ant at twenty, D'Lo twenty five, so it's still still a young core capable of kind of kicking on. And if this if like all things coming together, you could it wouldn't be crazy to think two three years down the line we're thinking about an NBA Finals that could be a, a Timberwolves Cleveland battle that no one would have seen coming maybe a year or two ago. But the capabilities are there, and and, and it's really great to see. And you hope that those kind of teams are able to. To kick on and become consistent contenders. Yeah, like this this front office, um, this new front office. Obviously, Gerson Rose was um, was was fired, but that was for um, that was for he he had a mistress or, or something like that. But he, he his vice took over and he's doing the same kind of thing. This front office has shown that um, it it it, it um it it can draft well too. Um, 
we we have young guys and since they take like wolves kind of notoriously are bad at drafting but um (laughs) since this new front office kind of take over we we we, um obviously we hit on anthony edwards but another really quality hit was um was jaden mcdaniels at 27 oh yeah Yeah. near near the end of the the first round they picked him up and he's been brilliant um um and uh, another guy, Jalen Noel, he he plays for us off the bench, and he he's a he's a good kind of spark plug off the bench. Um, other guys, Nas Reed, he was actually an oh, undrafted yeah. free agent, but he's he, he's a really quality backup big. Um, he 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 can score the ball really well, and especially when he plays with D'Lo, when when D'Lo plays with him, he runs the pick and roll so well. Um, he he can really they, they kind of understand each other, and they 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 um D'Lo really when D'Lo plays the second unit in general, he really uplifts them um um and, and i'm happy that delo's kind of accepted his role as more of a tertiary guy um it's really helped us um and when he plays the bench unit we, we can go on some great runs while, while guys like ant or cat are resting um but yeah like it, that um this this front office that that's that's making these really smart hits in the draft um i i would agree with you that we could be be pushing for for like maybe maybe a finals run if a few years down the line we still have all our picks um and um yeah, i i think i think it could happen like i don't want to be overly optimistic because generally as a wolves fan in the past the, the best the best course to be pessimistic but right now it's a lot of optimism around the fan base and um yeah i'm a happy fan these days yeah, well, let's let's just make the we'll, we'll make the playoffs first. But I'll let you guys make the playoffs first. For yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry, course. let's let's chill out, Ronan. Let's come on. Let's... <laughs> yeah, I don't, already, I don't. we haven't even we haven't even seen the play uh, playoff series yet. Got to jump uh, out of here. Don't want to get overly optimistic. Yeah, uh, the reason I laugh when you talk about drafting because uh, I, I do have uh, quick little fun history facts about the two wolves we get into. But um, back to the trade deadline. Uh, obviously ended today with a ton of huge moves and you mentioned a few guys there that I was wondering if they would, you know, consolidate and make another move for it. Cause Nas Reed, it's a nice piece. I think a lot of teams would have liked him. Um, Vanderbilt, even Noel, like a lot of these guys who I think have really upped their value. Um, even Malik Beasley has had a nice little run recently after, you know, he's had a pretty disappointing year. Uh, was there any moves in particular that you kind of hoped they might've made? Yeah, I was the, there were some guys moved that I was looking for. He, um, sorry, um, the 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 Boston moved um, uh, Josh Richardson. I, I was kind of looking at that. I, I wouldn't mind it. Like, uh, you know, you, you you always kind of want a guy who can, who can defend a little bit, shoot a little bit. You know, you know that kind of way. Or um, who was the other one? Uh, wait, hold on. Who was the other? One? Uh, the Spurs. Uh, Derek White. He he's another guy who's who's um, who who, who can defend and, and can bring a little bit on offense, but. I, I I'm not too concerned. Um, some of the more 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 um, dream ones were kind of I was looking at maybe a Marcus Smart one, but I don't think I don't think Beasley's value right now is high. I was I was looking to move. Mm-hmm. Beasley. I don't think don't think um, Brad Stevens would accept that. Um, another one I was looking at was um, was was Miles Turner. I was thinking my logic was maybe we can move Cat to the four and and put Miles at the five and and then uh, maybe try and. It, it would solve some of our, our rebounding issues and it would allow Cat to stay out of foul trouble and it would also allow Cat to kind of more flourish on offense. But right now things are working. Things are working. Chemistry is high. So I'm not that um I'm not that we're like annoyed that 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 we didn't make a move. 
Yeah, it's a good time to be patient, I think. And I, there's a lot of examples over the years that you wish they would have been a little bit more aggressive. But in this case, you know, I, I could see it. Um, but man, you, you guys really need the all-star break. It feels like they've had a little bit of fizzling out. It feels like everyone's got tired legs, especially Edwards. You hate, 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 hate hearing a guy like him having sore knees. That's just, you know, I mean, listen, I, I still have nightmares about Derek Rose. So I, I'd hate to see Edwards land an injury. But um, I, I'm curious if you were part of the uh, <laughs> Ben Simmons bandwagon over the year. That, that seems to have also fizzled out. Uh, I was huge into it. I, I was one of the biggest proponents of that, man. <laughs> like, you, what, what, it, what it was, was even it kind of fizzled out over the years since, since our defense was very good. Um, but I was kind of saying, look, if we can get a DPLY or, or, or an all-defense caliber player, on our team who can kind of carry our defense, kind of like how, how in a lesser way, Vanderbilt and, and McDaniels have, but somebody who can carry our defense next to Cat. He's also a great, um, he, he, obviously he's one of the best defenders, but he's also a really good um, three-point shot creator. The way that he pressures the one rim. One of the best, yeah. Yeah, one of the best. The way he pressures the rim and they can kick it out, he, he's really good at that. Um, but I, I like, I, I'm, I, I, I think, um, it worked out for him. Like he's gone to the he's gone to the nets now, and I, I like that for him. But yeah, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm I'm fine that, that that we didn't make that move because um, our defense has improved without him. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely having guys like Vando and uh, J Mac have made trade ideas like that a little little less palatable. I, I think that's a that's a little of cult hero they've come to where uh, anytime you see like a Jonathan Isaac trade proposition, you're like mm, we already got kind of got that guy. And then even guys saying like, well, we don't need Ben Simmons. We have, we have Jaden McDaniels. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, no, Jaden McDaniels, another another cult here. We two J Max actually. We got we got Jaden McDaniels and we got Jordan McLaughlin, who. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he, I wasn't even sure he were talking about earlier, but then then I obviously knew when we were talking about defense. But yeah, no, dude, he, he he two cult heroes really. Whenever I see uh, franchises, you know, you gotta have those yeah. cult heroes. Jordan McLaughlin, that he, whenever I see him, I can't differentiate between him and the guy on the Nets. I, I, I'm blanking on his name. The oh, other yeah. Who, oh, who, who yeah. <laughs> what am I uh, thinking of? Yeah, no. He, he, Jay, the, what's it called? Uh, it's, it, the, I'll look it up one sec. <laughs> and I think they both, I, I want to say they both played on the Suns, too. I want to say they both played on the Suns. Um, Javon Carter. Javon Carter. Him yes, and Javon, Javon Carter, Carter are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they they play different though. They play uh, just the other night. Um, Jordan McLaughlin, he's been playing well recently. Just the other night, he had eleven points and eleven assists. So we have been enjoying him. Our, our bench, uh, just just to get just just a little bit on this, our bench is actually the Timberwolves. Um, we we can talk about our core, but I I I, I would argue we actually have a lot of depth too. Um, I agree. Yeah, like these small like um, free agency like sorry. Like uh, undrafted free agents that we pick up, like Nas Reed or or or, um, or, um, or Jordan McLaughlin, or um, we got Jalen Noel in the second round, and these are guys that have really helped us coming off the bench this year, and um, it's really kind of added to um, what this team can do when guys are resting. Um, spark plugs that come off and just and just help us so much, or or even defensive plugs like even like Josh Kogi coming in, he can kind of put him on 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 something good and and, and he'll. Um, He'll slow them down, but um, and also smart contract signings. 
we got we got Jared Vanderbilt on a steal. I can't remember what his yeah. contract. I can't believe you guys waited that long. I mean, I wanted the Bulls to get him bad, and then uh, he was just I'm, like still on the pile. I'm shocked there. that I'm shocked that no no smart contender went in. Yeah, and snapped them up. We got him for like three year eighteen, I think it was. It was absolute steal. He's going to get way more than that um, in in two years time when, when he's going back up. I'm, I'm shocked. I thought some people would, would look because like Wolves are bringing up these really like advanced stats and analytics about how like when he's on the floor, this, that, the other. And, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised no contender really went in and offered more than what we could offer. We really got him on a steal. Yeah, it's, it's different different days there here in Minnesota. Things actually things actually going in the right direction. You you, you love to see it. I'm actually on the opposite end of that this year with my Knicks. So <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to see it because I've, I've always had a soft spot for Cat, and obviously I love Ant. So I'm happy to see uh, Minnesota really stepping up. I guess just to finish it up here, one final question: What is your aim now for the end of the season? As a, as a Timberwolves fan, what do you think? is the final goal for this season where where do you want to finish it up the goal right now for us like 100 it's 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 to get in the top six um like i said it earlier and it's the it's the it's the real thing like i don't want i don't want to be in the the play the the playing tournament and, and and work that and play that just just to play the Suns. you know what i mean or just to play the warriors yeah that it would be so demoralizing you know and um, if we can match up with a jazz or a um, or a Memphis, I I I really think we have a chance of getting out of the first round and making a run and like just watching the Timberwolves make a playoff run and not get bounced out in the first round would be would be would be beautiful. That's really um that that should be our goal right now, um kind of keeping this defensive consistency up and getting the offense even better, optimizing all our guys, optimizing Cat, and then making a push for six and possibly even five maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Let's let's not forget that uh, the Timberwolves have only ever not gone out in the first round once in the their entire playoff history. So let hey, let's let's give them the best chance, and let's let's hope that this year is the year where they uh, where they can at least have a good challenge and not not get in the in the first round and maybe make that push. But I think we covered it all. It's it's great hearing hearing positive vibes of, about Minnesota, and I'm, I'm loving, right. I, I'm loving I actually, the feelings. I got, I got one thing I, I got to do. You, you talked history. We'll, we'll end on this one. I, I think when you talk to Rose history, there, there might be a fun couple of things. So let's say this. Rosa shows up. He says, I'm sorry for everything he's done. He wants to come back in. And he tells you, I have a time machine. I can go back and I can fix everything, but we can only make two decisions. All right. First, first choice. You can go back and instead of drafting Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, you draft Steph Curry. Or, or, <laughs> or you go back and instead of trading Ray Allen for Stefan Marbury, or you're instead of rather trading Ray Allen for Stefan Marbury to the Bucks, you keep Ray Allen and KG in the 90s. Now, now you That's said it. you're only, you're only a Timberwolves fan recently, but if you, if you look at the grand scheme of things, if you could have had, Two of those things. If you could have a team of Steph Curry or you have a duo of Ray Allen, a young Ray Allen, a young Kevin Garnett, well, which one would you do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think if we if we got Steph with the confidence with with them, with uh, I, I think we could it, it would have just kind of it, it, we, we, did, we wouldn't have any we wouldn't have been able to pair sorry, we wouldn't have been able to pair him up with anybody really. 
And I, I don't think with the incompetent, the incompetence of, of those front offices, it was, it, 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 we, we just kind of waste them, I, I think. But having help next to KG that was like quality help next to KG, I, I think I would pick that. Like Ray Allen and KG, like K, K, KG was, I think is kind of underrated. Like what he did, he, 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 he was insane defender. He would carry these teams um, deep to, 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 to um, conference finals berths. And if you could get a Ray Allen on that team, I, I, I think they could have possibly won a championship. Yeah, to think of Rayon and KG winning a championship together. Uh, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> all, all, all you need is a, I don't know, like maybe like a Paul Pierce kind of player or something. Maybe that would win a championship. Who knows? But uh, yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of revisions. Well. What would that look like? <laughs> yeah. But um, hey, maybe Ronan, next time we could talk, uh, talk next. How about that? Oh, oh no. Uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, I didn't do that in therapy, not, not therapy on, not on this, this is this is next. I mean, the, the title of our Twitter feed is occasional bulls and uh and next therapy. I think you might need it more than us. So uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I might need it just a little bit more than the bulls do right now, but you know this is this is our safe space. This is a safe space. Yeah, we don't need to get into that again. It's just it's disaster. It's it's really it's I don't know what the hell is up with everything it just everything just seems wrong within the team at the moment after a great year last year we're right back where we were before Tom Thibodeau came in we got a lot of vets that we don't really seem to want and can't really seem to move so yeah it's 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 not looking good at all actually this is a funny connection that I haven't realized until right now and it's insane that we prepped for this episode and I didn't think of it but We've all experienced the Tom Thibodeau experience in slightly different ways. And, and, I, and I think you're, you're getting to that point where there's a, there's, a tired, there's a tiredness that comes with seeing the Tom Thibodeau style of basketball and the stubbornness that comes with his influence on the team. And the Bulls had it. The Timberwolves had it. And I think the Knicks are starting to show signs of it. And I, I, I'm curious to see uh, if it'll if it'll end similarly to how it happened in Minnesota. In, in Minnesota, it, it just we we all turned and we hated him. Um, but like that, part, partly it was mostly what it was his misuse of cat. He kind of used cat as more of a traditional big and kind of just put him in the paint and and, and tried to use him as a post player. When that's that's really not him. Cat needs to be kind of. Uh, stand at the top, firing threes with the flick of his wrist, you know, and, and 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 drawing attention with his gravity and flicking passes. You know what I mean? He's more of a modern big, but Tom Thibodeau was so so old school and and, and close minded that he he um he re, he could he couldn't optimize Cat the way that Finch has, you know. So we 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 were delighted to see him go. Yeah, I think that's I, a, that's what we're seeing now. I think his style is kind of wearing thin in this. Uh, in this modern NBA, obviously he had he had some sustained success in uh, in Chicago, and were it not for LeBron James or injuries, they they might even they might even got a title. But uh, I think where we're seeing his his type of coaching, it's kind of fading out. It's not really it's not really suited to this to this modern game. It seems, but uh, it's kind of hard to think of getting rid of a coach that won Coach of the Year last year. That's kind of a uh, 
kind of crazy, a, a crazy thought. And I don't think it's really in the thoughts of the Knicks, but at the same time, with the way the roster is currently constructed, I don't see how we're really going to develop under a coach like Tom Thibodeau either. It's it's just a, it's a, it's quite a strange situation for for the Knicks. So you you guys have you guys have passed him on to us. We we got him at the probably even the, an even worse end. Obviously, even he's even more old and stubborn than he was before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, no. we don't, why do we why do we have to do this? We were having fun talking about the Occas- Like I said, occasional the, the occasional uh next there. If you we'll let you let it out a little bit at a time. But uh but anyways, Owen, awesome talking to you. Um definitely gotta talk again sometime about Tim Rolls. Always excited to see how they can play the season. I, I think they're one of the most interesting teams in the league in terms of their personnel and what they can do on a night to night basis. But um thanks for coming on, man. It was awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Christian. Thanks for having me, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Well, 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 we'll wrap it up there. Another, another fun team, another exciting day. The tread deadline has come and gone and we, we did a recap episode on that. So you can check that out. And we talked some Timberwolves. It's been, it's been a good day. And let's just remember the Knicks suck. The Timberwolves are cool. <laughs> and Ben Simmons is no longer a Philadelphia 76ers. Perfect. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Coast to Coast. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA Podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show. And remember, take every shot and love every moment.